welcome to Her Unrealistic Ways. Hi, I'm Molly Hamill, a former corporate executive turned spiritual entrepreneur on a mission to help women create unrealistic results in unrealistic ways, to rely on energy, intuition, and manifesting as much as action, thinking, and doing it all themselves. In this podcast, you'll hear me share insights from my own journey, as well as conversations with inspiring women who are creating their own realities. Let's get started. I'm so excited to have my soul sister, Jen Maleka, the holistic health boss, who is a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and business and marketing mentor on her unrealistic ways. In today's episode, Jen is dropping some major wisdom on the power of story. She includes some examples, some data, as well as a transformational moment with yours truly when she coaches me on an aspect of my story that I have been hesitant to share. I felt so vulnerable, but I do feel like I've released a million pounds of weight from my stomach area. So I'm also very grateful. And in today's episode, she shares a few key ways that people create blocks in their stories, as well as how to transform them. If you get a fraction of the value that I get from this conversation, you'll walk away with some powerful shifts. Before we jump into today's episode, a super quickie update for you. After taking some time off this summer, Her Unrealistic Ways will be now dropping live episodes every other week. In between those weeks, I'll be sharing stuff via email, so be sure to jump on my list for those weekly-ish updates, and be sure to follow the podcast on the platform of your choice so you're notified when a new episode drops. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you for sharing the episodes that resonate with your community. Yay, Jen, I'm so excited to have you here. We've had so many conversations over the years, and story is something, as you just heard in the intro, that is just, you're going to hear it everywhere. If you're an entrepreneur, small business owner, whatever it is that you're doing out there, it's such a critical piece of your business. So Jen, let's dive right in. So tell me, because I know you teach this to so many business owners, What do people have to know? What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of stories and entrepreneurs? The first thing that comes to mind is kind of what I say all the time, which is your story is your number one marketing tool at your fingertips that literally doesn't cost you a thing. It It is there for you all the time. And I even think about, look at our relationship and how long that we've known each other, Molly, and this parallel like life or story that we've been living that actually like bridged us together as friends, as colleagues in so many ways. And this is just part of your story is so much a part of like the experience in life that you're cultivating in terms of the people that you surround yourself with and the clientele that you will attract into your business. And it is part of everything that we do in a way, but I don't think we ever recognize it in that kind of context, really. Okay. So of course, my mind immediately goes to like the shadow and the light side of the story because the shadow side is we can get stuck in a victim consciousness with a story. And I think everyone who is listening to this understands what I mean by that. And then there's the light side of the story, which is what you're talking about. Can you speak to those two different aspects of a story and how you've seen that play out either for yourself or clients within their businesses? Yeah, this is 100% shown up in my own business. So it's particularly my health, my functional health coaching business that I've had for years now. And there was a point in my experience in life where I was diagnosed with a thyroid condition. And so I started sharing this part of my story, 
on social media, like in my blogs and everything that I was doing. And all of a sudden there was a shift in my business where I was attracting people that also were dealing with thyroid stuff, but they were coming into my business with a victim mentality and more so like how that was showing up. I'm sure a lot of the people can relate to this is you start getting these clients in that aren't willing to do the work or invest in it, right? So they weren't necessarily complaining and like always just like Debbie Downer in conversations that we were having. But when it came to the actual part of like investing and getting better, they weren't ready, willing, able to do it. And so I was like, what is happening here? Like, what is this shift that's happening? Because I was having all these ideal clients come into my business before and like loving the work that I was doing. And then all of a sudden there was like this block. And so I had to take a step back and go, what am I putting out there that is attracting this person this kind of mindset into my business. And so I went back and looked at the quote unquote story that I was sharing and it wasn't the context of it wasn't necessarily at a level of empowerment or like self-advocacy or that it was possible to heal necessarily. So I had to shift the context of the story to what I knew was true for me and be that inspiration for people out there to show them what's possible. So what's really cool is that when we look at the lessons that we are learning through the stories, through the life that we're having, the experience that we're having, those lessons become inspirations for other people, right? And so I got to like then kind of shift how I was showing up in the world in terms of like, here's the lessons that I learned that became the inspirations that instantly started to change the quality or the Um, mindset of the client that I was attracting into my business, basically. Yes. Okay. So over in my world, it's like a different level of consciousness. That would be the word that I would use that you were attracting and you basically. So, okay. So listen up everyone, because this is a really important shift that Jen's talking about here, which is that you basically went from the wounded healer Mm -hmm. into the empowered authority. Like, yes, you're sharing parts of your story, but you're not in the victimhood of the story which is a totally different consciousness. So if you can feel that, like if you think about it for everyone out there, like someone who's in the throes of a chronic disease situation and really there's, oh my gosh, what's the word? There's like secondary gains for staying in that situation. Mm -hmm. Like there's benefits from it, even though that sounds crazy, like you don't have to work or maybe you don't have to do as much around the house. So there's like benefits that come from it. So in a way you were maybe attracting some of those people. And then you think of the consciousness of the person who is, yes, I have this. And yes, I'm willing to do the work, like the actual work to heal, which is different than alleviating symptoms and all the things but often leads to the alleviating of symptoms. I think of it in terms of like, I like to say that I'm in the business of making the impossible possible. So when we show up as, this is what we talk about, like being the light, right? How do we get to be the light? And it is showing, like sharing the lessons of the story. And essentially, I hate to use the word success because there's so much connotation around success, but the success that we've achieved, right? Like the progress, I guess progress would be a better word to use is the progress that we have made, right? So if you think about from a health perspective, the healing that has happened, the progress that we've made in that health journey, we get to somebody else who's stuck, we get to show them what's possible. So we get to be that inspiration. So even somebody who might be a little stuck in their shadow, when we're just showing up and sharing our light or how we have taken shadow and converted it to light in a sense, like integrated some of that stuff, 
we then are that inspiration and we're pulling people forward in their own consciousness and awareness when we show up authentically and share those parts of our story and even the struggle parts and then what we did to shift the struggle, essentially. Okay. And I, if I'm remembering correctly, because this just came up when you were talking about this, and I talk to the people that I work with a lot about this, is the energetics of aspirational versus inspirational. Mm. And when you are the success story, what can happen is, well, first of all, people are in the journey to quote success, if we want to call that they're making progress. And so there can be a shame cycle that happens when they feel like they haven't achieved the perfection if they have an underlying perfection thing. So they're in aspiration and that that can create funky energy because there's almost like the imposter syndrome, the fake situation going on. And people are like, I don't understand why this offer is not working. I'm like, well, we got to go through. That's one of the things that is happening. Mm -hmm. And then we move over to the inspirational. And that's like, it's a lesson has been mastered in some sense. I remember you at a point, and I think this was back when you are in more of the wounded healer mode where like, oh no, a health issue popped up, but that means I can't be the leader of this or I can't talk about this because I have a health thing and I'm a health coach. And so when it is pinned on that success within the story, as opposed to what you were just saying, it can create the imposter syndrome, the, the fake, the pretending, the like rooster instead of the peacock. And I think this happens in all different types of entrepreneurial industries, right? It's the comparison paralysis of a little bit of, well, I haven't actually achieved this level of success yet, which could be, I haven't completely healed myself yet. And I'm a health professional. So how can I help other people if I haven't healed myself completely yet? When the reality is that while you may have not fixed absolutely everything, you've made progress and that progress that you've made is actually a solution for somebody who is two steps behind you. Because that's authentic. And that's the key, I think, to all of this. Like That's authenticity. But if you feel the pressure to pretend that you've solved it all and you lead from that energy, then that's when you're fucked. I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. And this is where like being in integrity with ourselves, I think, and like you were saying, the aspirational. So then you're aspiring to be like somebody else instead of just being yourself. And so for people outside of health, if you're selling $5,000 a month, that's a lot of money compared to someone who's doing zero. And it's like the more real you are about that progress that you made, the more you're going to appeal to someone who's at like the zero point versus feeling like you need to make a million dollars when you're nowhere near that. And leading from that energy creates such funkiness in the whole process. 100%. This is actually something I was just talking about. And one of the business mentoring groups that I had earlier this morning was creating your own definition of success. It's not what other people are doing out there. It's what are you striving for? What's important for you? And I got really vulnerable and shared with them my business that actually in the beginning years of my business, my definition of success was for my business to be in the negative, actually, because from a household tax perspective, that was our household like financial goal. And that was really hard to embrace because I'm a super A-type person and perfectionist. But like a lot of the people in the group were like astonished that I said that because that's not the typical definition of success. Like the definition of success is like generating massive amounts of margins and profits and income or whatever. And that's in our businesses, but like you get to decide what the definition of success is for you in any capacity. It's not dependent on what others are doing, but we have defaulted to that basically. Yeah. Uh, well, yes, there's, I could talk about that for two days, but <laughs> 
something I want to tap into here. And for people who have listened to this podcast before, you've heard me talk about new age. Um, we're in the era of new age energetics. And if you have, if you're new here, you can go back and listen to a couple of those. But really, we're in an era of balance now. And also, we're coming out of the era of the mind. I'm majorly paraphrasing here, which mm -hmm. the mind is like a fear generating machine. And we're moving into the era of relying on the unseen more. So the uncertain, the unknown, our intuition, possibilities, things like that, because we've been heavily driven by certainty, knowing what's already been done, blah, 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 blah. So as I'm listening to you, also what it sounds like you did was kind of transition from like old era marketing, which is kind of like that fear base, the pain point, like the suffering, like I have to enroll you because you can't get out of bed because mm -hmm. I'm projecting <laughs> versus imagine waking up and having plenty of energy. And so then you see it's like not that you're bypassing what that parent person has gone through. You're probably going to talk about it at some point, but you're not leading with that victim consciousness, that fear that, oh, can you feel the vibrational difference between those two things? Yes. <laughs> I'm getting distracted by the energy there. Okay. But you, you like shifted into the possibility side of it versus what's going on, right? The pain that's going on right now. And not to say that the pain won't be addressed, but it's not the point that you're leading with. Yes. I would love to kind of talk about this in a like give some practical examples and some of the stuff that I teach, because I think it'll help the listeners kind of grasp this, especially from a marketing perspective. So let's take like the concept of niching. So the traditional like old construct of niching, proven niching is that it's very demographic based. Anybody who's done niching has probably seen this where it's like pick an age range, pick a gender, pick like on the health space, it's like pick a specific condition for example, like you look at like, what's the household income? They have 2.5 kids, all that demographic stuff. So even if we, I'm going to use thyroid again as an example here. Like if we said, okay, I'm going to work with women between the ages of 30 and 40 that have a thyroid problem. That is still like a very large umbrella that envelops some of those maybe victim mindsets or people who aren't ready, willing and able to do the work. And then we end up enrolling the wrong people in our business so I had a lot of resistance to this at first in my business. And I was like, what is this coming up? It's like, there's a mismatch here. And so I then leaned into what I call a non-traditional approach to niching, which relies a little bit more on what we would call psychographics. Like, who is the person? What are the qualities of the person? And what's really cool about this is we can explore those qualities of an ideal client through your own personal story. So... Story is what connects us with people in so many ways. Like think about the colleagues that you get along best with at work, the friends that you keep close to you. Like what are the things that you have in common? There's shared experiences, morals, values, like basically shared story. And this is even something that has been studied back in like 2010. There was a study that was done that found that like character driven stories actually increase the release of oxytocin, which is a well-being or an empathy chemical or hormone that motivates cooperation, understanding, and trust. And so when we really take a look at our story and who we are innately as a person and the qualities that we have, we can then use that information to help us understand who are we going to attract, basically who our ideal client is. Like It like fascinates me time and time again in my health business and now also in my business coaching business, how 
the most ideal people that I work with that are so easy to work with, super compliant, say yes, get the best results are this reflection of me in so many ways. We have so many things in common. We love traveling the world. We had like successful, like corporate career backgrounds, basically. Almost often they don't have kids because I don't have kids. And what always comes up too is like, I had this experience of being an adult child of an alcoholic. And a lot of times what gets uncovered is that they have similar experience. And so these things like shaped and molded us to create this connection and this understanding and this like rapport and trust. And this makes it so much easier to work with each other, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny you say that because we haven't talked about Jen and I talk a lot like offline, but we haven't even talked about that part. And what's interesting when I was running the empath entrepreneur accelerator with Michael, one of the channels that I did was about, it's like the consciousness of the one. So mm-hmm can't give away too much details on it, but it basically was saying what you said, which is like, you have a consciousness, you have an energy and that's what those people have. So it doesn't actually matter what their age is or Mm -hmm. if they're living in the Midwest or like some of the things that we've traditionally been groomed to say, like, you need to figure out like, what show do they watch? And maybe that contributes to a consciousness, but not really. I mean, it could arguably, but there's a consciousness that you're tapping into because it is also within you. And when you're allowing that focus, then it's like what you just said, the connection becomes very clean between who you want to work with and who you're attracting. Totally. And I even think like, I was thinking about this before we got on and the story that you're sharing in your brand right now. So like the intro to the podcast is that you're a corporate executive turned spiritual entrepreneur. And you share a lot about that story and how in that corporate space, there became like a misalignment. Like you started to notice it, like it wasn't like where you were supposed to be. You were meant for something different, like a different purpose. Mm-hmm. And then you've made this transition. Mm-hmm. So that story, that experience that you share is relating to a specific woman out there who's feeling those same way, those same things too, like in that corporate space. And she knows that she's meant for more, knows that she's meant for something bigger. And you're that inspiration that shows her what's possible. That's helping to pull that awareness and that consciousness forward. She wants what you have. You are the solution to a current problem that she has. And you have all these tools and resources to help her make that journey, like evolve that story, basically, right? Yeah. Feeling that energy now. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some of the things that you see, because you coach a lot of people on this, what are some of the blocks that get created around stories with that you've noticed as you've coached people over the years with this? Yeah, I think the biggest block is a lot of times the imposter syndrome. And it's from so much noise externally. I mean, it is like most people are, as they're trying to figure out what they want to do in their business, they're following a million other influencers, mentors. There's a lot of noise that's coming in. I like one of the things that I have people do when they enter into one of my business programs is they don't get access to the content for a couple of days because I send them a few like, prep for the program emails. And one of the first emails that they get are suggestions to help them prep for the content is called ditch the distractions, right? We have to stop comparing ourselves to others. Like we looking at everybody else and what everybody else is doing. 
And so I, I advise them, I'm like, unfollow people or hide them that are kind of triggering you in certain kind of ways. And maybe unsubscribe from emails or put on like a filter to filter them out so that you could have this clear space because we actually need quietness and space to go within essentially, right? Like we keep looking, this is, I think a shift that's happening is whether it's related to business or health, we've been like looking externally for answers. Like, oh, what does Google say? Or what does this say? When actually all of the answers are kind of within us. So when we turn down the noise and create the space, we can tap into that stuff, right? I mean, I'm going to say hell yeah to that because that's my whole business model. But um, (laughs) aside from that, yeah, like what we've talked about in some of these earlier podcasts is that because people are comfortable with the known, like the mind likes comfort. And so yeah. we look to other people. There's a way to be original. So there's a way to like follow John. You sign up for her courses or whatever, and you want to create something of your own. And there's a way to create originality out of it. So Jen says something and you respond and you create something of your own. And then when you create that, you're going to give a nod to Jen. I was taking her class. This inspiration came through. I'm creating this thing as opposed to then feeling like I need to take Jen's eight steps and do it my way. Mm -hmm. Because that's really fear. That's really your mind. That's in the energy of the certainty and the known. Because anytime you're taking someone else's stuff, whether you have permission to or not, that's you're operating in the 3D, you're operating in the known, and that has zero originality and it has zero authenticity and people will not connect with it. And that's such a huge Thing. And we are now being invited into that space of originality and authenticity. And that requires, like Jen said, tapping into your higher wisdom. And that to me is intuition, that's insights, that's signs, messages. It's Jen works a lot, obviously, with health. That's your body. Your body never lies. Do you know how to connect with it and get answers yeah. from it as your partner in this journey that you're on? And yeah. I'm curious how you do this because I know, I mean, this is a lot of what I teach. Jen's very data-driven. I'm not. And so (laughs) Jen's going to attract people that want the data. So I'm so curious how you help people transition from that very mind-based known consciousness into trust yourself here, dude. Like I do it by sharing my story, (laughs) basically. (laughs) It's sharing my story and how it evolves for me. So the I the con like going back to this is that when we're constantly seeking external, this is what creates the imposter syndrome. So if I could share my story and what this did for me, what was happening is when I started my health business originally, I was looking at other people's success and feeling like I had to be like them. And so I started creating content like they did. And it was so hard to create the content. It was like energetically like exhausting. I drug my feet about it. I just like self-sabotaged and like it took forever to do it. It was time consuming. It just, everything about it felt hard. And then I decided that I didn't want those other people's success. This was early on in like the online marketing stuff, like back in 2014 and 2015, they were doing like summits. Like this is when summits became a thing and like massive list building and all this stuff. And we're like, I actually don't want to live my life like that. I don't want to be running summits. And so I took a step back and just then thought about, well, what do I want? What feels good to me? And this was before, this is like early on before I met you. So I wasn't into meditating. I wasn't really tapped into what I now know is like my spiritual side and all these things that we're talking about here. So these, I hope this is helpful for some people that like even struggle with how do I tap into this is that it's really, this is where I thought about what it just, from a simple standpoint of what am I passionate about? Like, what am I, what's lighting me up? What are the things that are happening 
um, for me. And that's where I just like leaned into sharing parts of my story. And when I did that, literally like my newsletters and my blogs were like all about here's what's going on for me this week or what's at the front of my mind, basically, and sharing it in my own words instead of sitting down and feeling like I had to do all this research for technical terms and like all the stuff was going on. It just really showed up and started sharing my story. And it the content creation got so much easier and that perspective. It wasn't hard anymore. It didn't feel like it took a lot of energy. It was just kind of flowing out of me. I mean, it's as simple as almost like journaling. I just sat down and was like, let me just write out some stuff and what's on my mind. And it was started to get so much more traction from people at that point as well too. Like I was getting zero engagement to a lot of engagement from this. So one of the exercises that I had people go through in the beginning of one of my programs is I have them write out their story and I have them revisit it multiple times because usually the first pass at it is all mind. It's like the ver- they'll show up in their business mentoring sessions with me and they'll be like, let me share my story with you. In 1992, this is what happened. In the 1995, I was diagnosed with this. And then in 1999, this has happened. And it's like this super factual timeline, basically. And so then I encourage them. I'm like, I want you to step away and I want you to go back to it a couple of times. And now I want you to fill in the spaces of what were you feeling? What were you experiencing? What were you thinking? Like what was going on for you and the, and all these different things? What were the lessons that you were learning? And then they go through another part of like extracting that from that, like what were the main themes of the experience and what were the things that started to change the trajectory for you? Like the pivots that you were making that produced solutions, which then really aligns them in this and gives them basically this content for marketing that they can use and how they pull pieces of their story out. And it's just, it is, it's very therapeutic when a lot of people go through this process. A lot of people tell me, show up and they say that they cried as they did this because they're healing parts of themselves and like the parts of their story, they're what, the, what they're healing or what's happening is having gratitude. It's like a reflection of gratitude that's happening that like recognizing, oh, I had to go through all of this to get here, to be in this progress place. And now I have this experience, this wisdom that I can share with the world to help other people get through it too, basically. Interesting. So it's like people kind of bypass the juicy parts of the story in a sense, not consciously, but to maybe avoid pain or to avoid the emotion underneath it. 100%. Like they're so mind-based, right? It's versus like what was happening all in my body and all in this experience, like through this process that I went through. Yeah. Okay. I love that. And like, I just heard, I I grew up with her and she runs an amazing online business, Jill Coleman. And she was just talking about branding. And she was saying like that if you're just sharing statistics, which is what you were talking about in the beginning, she didn't say this word, but it's like your book, like you, you, you can read whatever book, it doesn't matter, right? You can read whatever blog, but then you become the brand once you do what you were just talking about, John, which is like you're making it yours. So yes, you're probably still sharing some statistics and tools and all the things that people want to also get, but it's like, it's through your voice instead of just the voice being the statistic. And that's how you build out a brand with longevity instead of just, okay, cool. I got the stat I needed off this page. Cause when we get statistics, right, right, we just click off the page. Like it's not something we want to follow. It's like, we need to Google something quickly. We got it. We're done. Exactly. It's like one of the hot things on social media right now is POV. What's your point of view? You see this yeah. in like reels or like Instagram yeah. 
categories like POV. <laughs> so everybody is having an experience in life, but we all are perceiving it in a different way. So we can encounter statistically the same things, but the point of view that we generate out of that is going to be different for different people. And this is part of where I think the story piece connects us is that you and I can have the same statistical experience, right? But like you might create a belief or um, perceive it in one way where I would perceive it in a different way. And so based on those perceptions, we may not resonate and connect with each other versus if we had the same point of view, perceptions of it, Mm -hmm. it's going to create connection. And so that connection, like that is also part of the story is the way that we're perceiving the world around us and how we're talking about those experiences, which helps to bring people together and create that connection, essentially. So true. I'm just thinking too, I want to just pull all this wisdom out of you while you're here. Aside from imposter syndrome, like, are there any other big nuggets? We kind of talked about imposter syndrome and about bypassing the pain underneath the story and instead of transforming it, which is what you help people do. Are there any other big blocks that you see when it comes to people crafting their story? And I have crafting is not even the right word, but really like allowing the story because that's what you help people do. You allow the story out like it's yeah. there and you allow it out in a consciousness of integrity instead of. Yeah, I love this. The thing that's coming to mind is I love telling people that they need to bitch their credentials mm-hmm. because your credentials aren't what you do and aren't actually like what attracts people to you, right? And so, so many people rely on credentials as credibility and they become certificate or training collectors. We all probably know these people. We maybe have been guilty of this ourselves. You have a wall full of like all these certificates, all these credentials that you have collected and relying on that to create the credibility that you think, well, I've done all this training or whatever, like this, why are the clients coming in? And again, like that's not the connection piece here. The connection piece is like you were kind of just saying is how do we blend, yes, the skill set that we've acquired, the tangible skills through the different trainings that we've had and all that stuff with our personal experience, that perspective, again, that point of view and the story that like, what is our story and how is that specifically applied to us? And then how do that blending of that creates like, I would say that kind of equates to wisdom. That is the wisdom is it's not just about the knowledge of the facts and the information. It's then taking that with the experience and blending it to like, this is the wisdom that we have to share over time. And that that is what creates the uniqueness to you in your business and what it is that you're doing. We can, there's like a million people that are certified as life coaches, or there's a a ton of people in my industry and the functional health space, we all have the same credentials. Mm -hmm. So why would somebody choose me over another functional health person? Or why would somebody choose me as a business mentor over a different business mentor? Mm -hmm. And it's not about the credentials. That is a piece of it maybe, but it's more about who you are and how you uniquely are showing up in the world. Like, I just had a a mentoring session with another practitioner the other day. And she was saying, she literally like repeated to me or said to me was that she's like, I've been following a lot of business mentors and you're just like the way that you show up is what resonates with me. And so that's a, a perfect example of how who you authentically are as a person and what your story is, 
is actually what's going to attract those ideal people into your ecosystem because they want the same solutions or the same success that you've achieved, basically. Yeah, that's so good. And it's such a great example of like the proof of what you're talking about. And earlier too, when you were sharing people who like to travel, people who don't have kids, like because those are aspects of your story. It's not like you needed to have those in order to be to do what you do, but those are elements of who you are. So it's going to be easier for someone to relate to you than maybe a mother who has like five kids at home and hasn't traveled in three years. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean you can't help her, but she might not feel as connected to your story and vice versa. And I think there's some integrity with that. I just want to say, because that specific example that you gave, if I am in authenticity and integrity in myself and my business, I wouldn't actually take that client on. Mm -hmm. So this is also where we can utilize this as a barometer to understand who the right client is for us and to kindly decline the ones that aren't a good fit because the ones that aren't a good fit energetically exhaust us, right? So like, I also can't relate to that mom's experience of five kids, like Mm. her having them prepare like probably three different meals. I don't have any tips and resources for that because I've never had to do that before. (laughs) So that wouldn't be the right person for me. And I think that's also important where we can utilize our story to help us create like clear lines and who it is in our, who we are in our business, the things that we do and the things that we don't do and be able to do the right thing and take in the right people and refer the people that aren't a great fit out for us out to somebody else who can truly serve them in that experience. Oh my God. I a million percent agree. I feel like I'm super energetically clean about that. And it always comes back tenfold instead of being in scarcity and like, oh, what what if I say no? Isn't someone else going to come along? Like your mind can go to that space. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. What's so funny? Do you want to do some live coaching right now with me? Oh, sure. (laughs) Years ago, I had a thyroid program and I had zero desire to continue doing that. And now what I do is very different. Like two years ago, the energy was finally right where my intuitive abilities and my corporate background merged and I do what I do now. And it's like what I meant to do on this planet and everything. Love it so much. And like I a big part of my journey currently is like, you'll see that I'm barely on social media and stuff like that. And um, I haven't really been for years and I'm just starting to get back onto it. But a part of that is because of a health journey that I've been on. So I've had the capacity to show up for my family, my daughter, and I've had the capacity to show up for clients that are mostly referral based, like 90% referral base. Some come through the podcast, but really no social media. And I'm at the point now where it's like energy is better and my health is better and ready to go back online. And I'm excited about it even. But I haven't been really transparent in that journey, primarily because I think I have some wounds of like, I don't want to be known as the girl with like the thyroid disease or whatever. And so I, as I talk this out loud, it's like, and I'm using this as an example for everyone out there, because there's always aspects of our story that we're like, oh, does this matter? Is this important? But it is a big part of my life. Like I live in a very mom life right now. And every single thing I go to, there's no like gluten-free options. There's nothing. So my lifestyle is so very different. I'm kind of like getting on a tangent here. But these are things that I deal with in terms of caring for myself in a way that I can show up for my business, my family and all the things. Mm -hmm. 
So in my mind, talking about this journey, I'm like, I don't want to be known for it, but it is an aspect of who I am and something that I'm constantly managing in order to be show, showing up in life and for my business. So like, as I say that to you, what are some ways that you would say to me, like, this is an aligned way for you to share this a little bit instead of just not being on social media yeah. and not addressing it? You know what I mean? <laughs> I love but like also not being known for it. It's just like, you don't lead your business with like, Hey, I don't have kids and I love to travel. Who wants to work with me? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be like, hey, I'm the person with autoimmune shit that sometimes it affects my ability to do all the things yeah. I want to do. Totally. I love that you're asking this question and, and being vulnerable here. So this is exciting. I think that we all go through a process where we go through like a grieving, a transitional transcendence process. So before I give you a little coaching here, I just want to say like, I can relate to this in terms of my mom passed away because she was an alcoholic and it took me a year. Like I wrote, a, as soon as it happened, I wrote a whole entire blog and then I was like, Oh, not ready to share that with the world yet. Here's the shame and the guilt coming up. And so I went through a process of holding that and eventually then released it. And now I talk about it just really openly. It's not how I always show up on social media or something, but I'm right. like, brace that as right. what is the hindsight 2020? Like how did that experience shape my world shaped me as a person. What are the lessons that I learned, the morals of the story in essence? So if we take that as an example for you, and I'm just going to pick on your thyroid stuff a little bit, because I think that that's been some time for you where like, if you looked at that experience that you had with the thyroid stuff, as it relates to your evolution from the corporate executive world to where you are now, like, what is the hindsight 2020 in that? How do you see that relationship of that experience? Like, how did it actually help you move forward into where you are now, essentially? What was it teaching you at that time? I've got some ideas about that, but I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Oh, Lord. Well, I mean, there was a lot. And I do know this other iteration of it that I've gone through since having my daughter is also to find a balance within this new life that I have. But back then when it first happened, it was leaving corporate and it was, oh my God, fear of not being good enough, perfectionist tendencies, having my worth defined by work specifically, like how much. So I'll work harder than you. I'll work faster mm -hmm. than you and then I'll be good enough. And so that burned out my adrenals. That burned out my thyroid. I had leaky gut and I had doctors say like, you also have these other factors that if you have another blowout like this, you could end up with RA and other things. So this is something you need to learn how to manage. And it was like, okay, this really sucks. What do you mean? I can't drink beer and like, <laughs> but I mean, I started feeling amazingly better and learned how to live completely different and learned how to, like, I, I talk about Miles, my dog who passed, like he, he taught me about energy. Like, yeah. hey, Ma, like he'd come over and put his paw on me and be like, you you got to take a break, woman, instead of forcing through. Yeah. And so that's a lot of when I started to be able to apply my intuitive abilities to myself in mm -hmm. terms of living life, right? Right, exactly. So I love this because so if I could offer the observation that I have for you, part of what manifested a thyroid adrenal issue was kind of living out of integrity with who you truly are and what you were meant to do. You were in the construct of corporate executive, which was burning you out because that was not the state, like that was not the right space. You weren't doing what you were supposed to be doing in the world, essentially. Right. And so life gives us these experiences to like basically force us to sit down and go, 
like hit the rock bottom and go, this isn't working anymore. Like, what do I need to do differently? And so it shifted this perspective. So if we could apply this to your current business and how you could utilize this in a marketing tool that in marketing, we talk about, there's something that's called the customer journey and the customer journey is similar. There's seven stages of the customer journey. And it's very similar to like the stages of change. So like pre-contemplation, like first you don't know that there's a problem, then there's pre-contemplation and then you like get ready to take action and blah, blah, blah. So in the customer journey from a marketing perspective, there's like pre-aware. People don't know that they have a problem. And then eventually enough things like happen. So health is the easiest thing to relate this to you. So from you accumulate enough symptoms where you're like, oh, there's a problem. Like this isn't normal. So then you become problem aware. And then eventually you start seeking solutions and you try different things and like you try different diets, whatever, it's not working. You've tried all the things. So then you start seeking externally. And this is where people will encounter like functional medicine often, like you went through this journey, right? You're trying all these things and nothing's working. And so then you start seeking other, other things. And then you realize that like a functional medicine approach is the solution for you. And so you start following functional medicine people And then eventually you resonate with a specific brand like me or somebody else. And then you become brand aware. You eventually become a customer. And then there's the post-customer journey, basically. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning stages of our business and what most people focus on in their business as entrepreneurs, where they intersect their customers is in the like solution and brand aware stages. So I think, Molly, this is actually, I see this as an opportunity for you to expand your marketing out because... The experience, like if you think back to yourself, like, okay, so the experience that you were having maybe before you knew that you were supposed to be the spiritual entrepreneur was like the thyroid stuff. So here's the corporate executive woman who is like starting to have health issues and she doesn't understand why. Well, it's because she's living out of integrity with herself. She's forcing herself to live in this corporate structure, which is not where she's meant to thrive. Yeah. And so you can talk about how that like, as my really good friend and colleague Sinclair says, like illness is an initiation of sorts, right? It is, that was a pivotal moment for you to go through that experience and realize like this was like the light bulb moment or the smack in the face that got you to realize like, I have to do things differently. Burning myself, like I want to create a life of freedom, of liberty where I can take care of myself and like learn about my energy. And so you started tapping into some of your intuitive abilities and it's been a progression. So like you can now start expanding your reach out by sharing that part of your story to those corporate executive women are having that experience. And maybe they are, these women are already like trying functional medicine. They're going gluten-free and they're doing all the things and they're like, getting a little bit better or they're getting better, but they're not fully better because they need to under, they need to realign their life. Yeah. To support their health. They're really meant to be an entrepreneur. And so you get to help move then through that process, basically. Yes. Thank you. I mean, you guys could not see this, but a ton of energy was moving out of my chest as you were just saying all that, John, because this is authenticity. And actually through this conversation that came up for me, it's not something I've consciously thought about, but it's like, I've had thoughts too, like, oh, Oh, I'm not consistent on social media. And that's someone else's voice because there there was not even a desire for me to be at the last couple of years because I knew what was possible. And I knew from learning that thyroid journey, journey what was overextending myself. 
And through that, I learned like the universe takes care of a lot of shit for you if you actually like get in the the passenger seat a little bit. So that's been a beautiful gift. But like there's probably a lot of entrepreneurs out there, especially energy sensitive ones who go through what I go through with wake up and you don't feel your best and you don't know why. And it's because of a condition that you have. And I have not been transparent or mm, vulnerable with that or even like wanting to share it. And through this conversation is the first time that I'm like, okay, yeah. This is a little piece of it. It's a definitely a little piece of it. I mean, I think about like one thing that you and I have always been able to do is like support each other and like commingle our clients, like our work together. Right. And so I think about this from a perspective as like, I end up referring a lot of people to you, a lot of my health clients to you because they've done all of the diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, supplementation, toxin removal. And they've made progress in their journey, but they're not exactly where they want to be. be. And I can see this, that there is a misalignment in like them being in integrity with themselves is that they actually need to re-envision their life and what they want and work on the energetic side. So you're and I work like our work in this capacity has always complemented each other where a lot of times in the functional coaching, health coaching stuff that I was doing, it was all of that science-based practical stuff. I do a little NLP with them, get them shifting their belief sets and their mindset, but they really need to work on this energetic piece of them and creating this alignment. So if I think about knowing you and what you've offered in the world, if we think about this corporate executive woman that's having thyroid issues, and this is an expansion of your niche per se, who's like doing all the things and still feeling really stuck, this is where you can start to like, you could have lead magnets or like DIY courses that help them to start tapping into their intuition, balancing their chakras. I mean, this is what you did for me. Like Molly and I worked together for a while. Like (laughs) back in the day, Molly, when did you certify me in Reiki and like help me balance my chakras? And then when I got diagnosed with thyroid stuff, I came to you and I was like, what can I do from an energetic perspective to help my healing journey? And all of those things help us to show up better. And I think that we have to honor our body while there's always something that we could do better at. I think one of the things that I've always like admired you for is that even though like life isn't perfect, is that you are honoring your body in these really specific ways. Mm -hmm. And we know that when we honor our body, that our body is the vessel. It's where it's how we get to receive the intuition and the insights and the inspiration. So how can you juggle the work, the mom, the all the things and be in integrity with the body so that you can tap into those the inspiration and intuition and all the stuff, right? You've learned how to do that. You have tips and expertise for how other people can do that too. Thank you. Okay. Hopefully all of you have learned something through this masterful coaching that Jen's just done. Because I know if you're listening, there's a part of you that you're not wanting to share, just like I shared today, like I had this realization as I was listening to Jen, and this is what Jen helps people do. So for those of you who are interested, we'll drop all her info below. But this is liberating because now I feel lighter. And now I get to go on an exploration of how I I want this to feel and look and be and how I want to connect with people on this. And I mean, the truth is most of the entrepreneurs that I work with in my business are energy sensitive. I mean, I don't know if they identify as being an empath, but they are. And people who are energy sensitive, we we collect everything. And so we do, we are more prone to having autoimmune conditions and things like that. So it makes all the sense in the world. It's just, it's hard when it's you to be vulnerable and 
to open up these parts of yourself. I told Jen earlier, I'm like, I just want to like, I just want to like talk about the business. I'm like, <laughs> it's so easy to get into that because it's comforting for the mind. And I was like cracking up when you were talking earlier about the stages of the customer journey, John, because Jen and I met she a, a really long time ago. She was working in another job. And then years later, the personal trainer that I worked with moved away. And she's like, oh, you got to connect with Jen. You met her before. And I was like, Jen obviously no longer does personal training. This is many chapters ago, but she was doing health coaching and personal training. And so I reached out and I was like, I, I don't know why, like I've always been within a certain weight range and I I just like can't get there no matter how much I exercise or like probably starve myself. I don't know what I was doing at that point. And she's like, <laughs> I was, you said pre-aware. I was very pre-aware. You're like, we should probably do some testing. And I'm like, this is fucking disgusting. I have to shit in a cup. What is this woman talking about? But anyway, I was like your best slash worst student then, because I think my cortisol was the lowest level at that point you had ever seen. I was like riddled with parasites, all the things. And I was like, okay, this explains why nothing's, why I'm like, have had this weight gain for the first time in my life and seem to be able to do nothing about it. So I'm just laughing at the journeys because that was me being very pre-aware of what I, (laughs) that I needed to purchase health coaching services. (laughs) Totally. And to connect that with the now, like what is the journey is that even when you have all of those health things going on, you have to ask yourself the question is, why are you a good host for those things? The energetic weight of carrying around the corporate job, all the things like, again, not living in integrity with ourselves Mm -hmm. uh, is what then contributes to manifesting those scenarios. Mm -hmm. And like life will continue to happen. Both of us will probably continue in, to encounter mold in our homes <laughs> over time. And um, you can't always predict those things from happening, but we do have the ability over time to build up our resiliency and live in more. The, and the more that we are in integrity with ourselves, the more resiliency we have, essentially. A million percent. Thank you so much for coming on. You shared so much invaluable information. And I know that we've given or you've given so many little nuggets for people to take and reflect on and to make some shifts and maybe open a little space for vulnerability like I did and start Um, to wonder what's possible for your story. Maybe there's a, another version ready to emerge. So thank you so much, Jen. I'll drop all of Jen's information below and all the social media stuff and her website and all the things. So please feel free to reach out to Jen directly and go follow her and all the things. If this podcast really spoke to you, thank you for sharing it with your peers and people who you think would really um, benefit from it. And thank you again, Jen, for being here. We will talk to you next time.